Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Lockdown Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you. It's the postgame show week two. The Eagles fall to one and one on the season after their home opener results in a loss to the now 2-0 San Francisco 49ers. The final score, 17-11. to Guys, this is show number one of five downloaded into your phone this week when you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on any podcast platform and our videos are all on YouTube now as well. We're on Twitter at LockdownBirds at DiBiase, L-O-E at GC24 underscore football. Gino, a game that started with, I would say, absolute dominance from the Eagles on both sides of the ball, just completely deflated with, I would say, failed opportunities was the biggest key. I mean, one point at the end of the half, they outgained San Francisco 204 to 64, but only had mm-hmm. three points to show for it. You end up trailing seven to three. Just a lot of blown opportunities in this one. It's not a game that like it feels like a, this team looks like a disaster, It's just one of those you probably should have won that against a good team. Yeah, before the season started, we knew that these Eagles were going to make teams like the Niners be in difficult games. And we talked about that a young team would potentially lose one score games. And I I thought all in all, even though they scored late, this should have been a one score game all along, in my opinion, how it went. Jalen Rager, he's a foot away from that long touchdown, Quez Watkins, that 91-yard bomb from Jalen Hurts. And then all in all, I think it comes down to the little things like that hit that hits principle, Lou. They did not play smart football in, in any phase. They took special teams penalties. They, on defense, outside of the first couple drives, they really started to allow the Niners to drive on them, kill a bunch of times. When they yeah. needed a stop, they couldn't get it. And then the offense, too, just little mistakes, like not being able to call a good eight plays in the red zone, you know? And it was just yeah, little Philly, mistakes Philly that drove me crazy. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah, that's, that's disrespectful. Trey bad. Burton like, even tweeted yeah. out like a straight face emoji. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Gino, yeah, blown opportunity is a big one. Like the Rager touchdown stepping out of bounds, the two yeah. plays that at the end of the game could have got you the ball back where it would have set up a third and 25 off the fumble. Derek Barnett, zone. who's. Clearly a dirty player has a late hit that just had no part of the play at all. Then the Darius Slay fumble recovery, you know, Kavon Wallace puts his head down. I don't know about the actual legitimacy Mm -hmm. of that call, but regardless, like it's another penalty for this team. You had the blocked field goal. Like you said, the red zone set up after the 91 yard um, reception from Quez Watkins uh, from Jalen Hurts. Just, yeah, you didn't take advantage of opportunities, and you have to do that. Like, you can get away with that against a team like Atlanta. Not mm-hmm. saying last week they were sloppy and they took advantage right. of everything last week, but to just to say, like, you could have got away with this performance probably last week, and I think still won the game. But against a team like San Francisco that I had going to the Super Bowl this year, um, even with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, you can't do that against a team like that that went to the Super Bowl just two years ago. 
Yeah, on, on our last show before we started, I thought it was going to come down to the playmakers on both sides making plays. I don't think the Eagles won in the trenches in four quarters today. They did well for the defensive line most of the time, but yes. their offensive line wasn't gaining much traction. They weren't getting a continuity in the run game, which I think Miles Sanders didn't have 14 and a half carries, if I'm not mistaken. And I knew they were going to have a hard time establishing the run. I think they really did a lot of those things in that Washington week one game, which we got oh, on no. them on, where they just kept throwing the ball down the field. Like, this would have been a great game to dial up some of those blitzes, man. Like, they got quick guys coming at you and Fred Warner. And just, I want to highlight that, that that drive in the red zone when after that Quiz Watkins 91-yard pass, they ran four straight plays, Lou, to the boundary, when not to the, the field side. Line. On the, yeah, on the one against... Fred Warner, who's the most yeah. athletic linebacker in the league, that's just bad play calling. And I think everybody has a lot to learn from this game. But I don't think they ever gave up, Lou. I don't think they were a team that thought this game was out of hand at first. And they lose two guys and Brandon Brooks and Brandon Graham. Hopefully their recoveries are okay. We know that right now is speculation that Brandon Graham is out for the year with an Achilles. Yep. But at the same time, it, it goes to test their depth and San Francisco is a, a well-built team. We knew that it would come down to that. They wore you out through four quarters in the floodgates. They didn't really open too much, but the dam eventually cracked, man. Like You're, you're only going to be on the field for so many nine-minute drives on defense before you allow a touchdown. I agree, and we're going to get into that, but just to make a point on your one take about the attempts deep, I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. I thought they got way too much tunnel vision there yeah. with – seeing no Jason Verrett there. Ooh, Josh Norman just signed with this team, and we have a mismatch with Devontae Smith going up against those corners and Jalen Rager's speed and Quez Watkins. And I thought mm-hmm. once they got a taste for it, right, even though Rager stepped out of bounds, him and Hurts connected on that play. Then you connect with Quez Watkins 91 yards down the field. They got a taste for it just like they did last year against Washington where they did hit Rager deep down mm-hmm. the field. They Wentz did hit Dallas Goddard deep down the field, but then you just kept doing it over and over right. and over again. And you had no balance on this attack at all. And I don't mean run versus pass. I mean, deep passing versus getting back to the screen game and yeah. using more mesh concepts, using the middle of the field at some point this season has to be done. You need mm-hmm. to be multidimensional in the passing game itself. And they really weren't today because they were trying so hard to attack this mismatch. But you know, when you think about it too, although it was a mismatch, the Eagles wide receivers were not taking advantage. That goes for Devontae Smith, Jalen mm-hmm. Rager, and Quez Watkins. They were not getting open enough against a weaker defensive backfield. Yeah, I told you Diamador Lenore was going to be a tough matchup, man. He was all over these wide receivers, really he was. wasn't scared about him at all. And when you're going against a front like that too, Lou, like, I mean, Jordan Mailata can only hold up so long against Bosa, like well, any, but, any left tackle. It doesn't matter how yeah. good you are. The guy's got to get open and you have to figure something out. And why did it take them so long to start doing the screens? Like the last drive I of the know. game, they hit that tight end screen for almost nine yards. And that was like, Goddard's first target of the game, Gino. Before that, yeah. they'd only targeted a tight end one time and it was Zach Ertz mm-hmm. in the second quarter. Just way yeah. too tunnel vision for me. If I had to give like why the offense lost this game, it comes down to fundamentals and it comes down to situational play calling. Mm-hmm. I thought San Francisco in their third and intermediates, third and shorts were much better when it came down to the play calling. They had a much better gr- grasp on the overall scheme of the game. And that just goes to show Kyle Shanahan versus a very new Nick Sirianni. And this wasn't a disastrous game by any stretch of the imagination. It was one that, hey, 
you got to walk before you can run. Like you got to do the little things well every single round. You know, when you're in a boxing match in round two, like you got to still throw your jab. You got to throw a screen. You can't just be throwing haymakers, which they were trying to do. You'll mm -hmm. gas yourself out on both sides of the ball. And when you continue to try and go downfield, downfield, yeah, it's going to be tough on these wide receivers to get open play after play. You're just burning their cardio by getting them 15 plus yards down the field. And yes, yeah. they did have opportunities, but when it came down to the one and five yard plays which they excelled at last week Lou they really couldn't get it done and that was the ultimate downfall to this game and yep. they do have a lot to learn in a big matchup coming up against Dallas but this was a, a good after a nice round one where you're like coming out okay I'm landing some punches now yep. you got hit in the face and it's okay how are we going to get up the next time you know how are we right. going to recover from this because in the end the Niners are a very good team. We know that even with Jimmy G, they're very solid on the lines. They're very solid on the back end. Even without those corners, they still had Jimmy Ward and Jacuiski Tart flying around team. back yeah, there, man. They were everywhere. Jimmy Ward really, like we talk about not getting the tight ends involved, like hats off to San Fran. They won the matchups. Like they sure. were a better schematic team than this Eagles team. And at the end of the day, I'm not shocked the Eagles lost with how this game played out. It makes a lot of sense, in yeah. my opinion. They had a chance to really capture it and take the lead and go up 17-3 right. to three on the reverse end. But at the same time, it's a game of inches, man. Jalen Rager's foot is out. Mm -hmm. Quez Watkins doesn't get in the end zone. It's a game of inches. That's it how is. it goes. And, and even like the block field goal, really. Mm -hmm. Having yes, zero there points. You go. Two awesome drives back-to-back, -back, the Quez Walken bomb drive and the drive before that. Jalen Hurts made multiple great throws on third down standing in the pocket. I thought mm -hmm. that was a big positive was he did stand in there and didn't bail too early when the blitz was picked up. And then, you know, I thought keeping his eyes downfield after he rolled and both of those drives resulting in zero points when you were down mm -hmm. in their territory both times just, right. you know, and you could still get away with that against a 49ers team that doesn't have a great quarterback in right now. Like Jimmy Garoppolo didn't scare me at all today. No. You can't. You have to take advantage of those situations next week when you're going up against Dak Prescott, Ceedee Lamb, and Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. So a much easier defense to play against. For as well. sure, yes. good point. But I mean, again, you had a, a matchup against a Niners cornerback group that just was not extremely talented. And so, as you said, the coaching was definitely a problem today. But I thought mm -hmm. execution too. The receivers For didn't sure. get open, and the two deep balls to Rager and Watkins were beautiful by Hertz. But there were multiple times in this game as well that he underthrew balls, and that's going to be an issue, though. And mm -hmm. it, that's just going to be what happens with Jalen Hurts. He's not always going to get into every throw. He doesn't have a Michael Vick, Carson Wentz, top-tier type of arm. And so the Eagles need to ask themselves if they're going to be okay with that because if he's late to a throw, he doesn't have the arm strength to – overcompensate for that and get there mm -hmm. in time anyway, a guy's going to be able to close in on it more. So it's just a, a balanced, Gino you know, today of coaching and execution just combined for a, a sloppy performance when it comes to taking advantage of the opportunities you created for yourself. Yeah, I don't put this game on Jalen Hurts at all. Like he did have some decisions that were questionable on some mm -hmm. throws, but at the same time, I think they were making him trying to do a lot of the stuff that we know that he shouldn't be doing. He shouldn't be throwing it down the field that many consecutive times in a game when they haven't established any sort of play action. They haven't established any sort of intermediate game. Yeah, it's nice to take shots down the field, 
But at the same time, you have to set it up. You have to set up all those parts of your game. And I don't think they totally did that. At the, at the same time, in the end of the game, Lou, when they needed somebody to get them back into contention, they scored within a minute. Like, yeah, and it was with his it, legs. He, with yeah, his he legs, he has that nice little pass to, to Dallas Goddard there. And that's the things that we can build on. Like, okay, wh- how can we take that drive and apply it to the quarters before that? Because if they got into a rhythm, got in a hurry up, like maybe that pushed that San Francisco defense over the edge a little bit, especially in situations where your team and your defense was getting whittled down throughout the game. You know, like you kind of got to combat fire with fire with sometimes. And I don't think the Eagles adjusted as well as the Niners did. And they clearly did. Uh, I think Mark Schlereth, as poor as he was on the call, pointed it out very well that they got away from that direct handoff going more towards the pitch, which ended up really getting those Eagles players in space and having the linebackers who are still a problem on this team really test their limits. And at the the end of the day, they have Kyle Shanahan, who's great at doing that. So Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. It's just how can we learn? Like we don't want to make these little things a continual habit. Like next week we have to make sure that these issues are cleaned up. Yeah. Going back to Jalen Hurts real quick before we take a break and get into the defense. I didn't think you lost the game because of Hurts, but also at the same time, I don't think he Mm -hmm. elevated you to the level. If he's going to be a franchise quarterback, you would want. But again, it's hard to do that when like you're saying the play calling is not setting things up on the other levels. But how much of that? My question is like how much of that Mm -hmm. goes into your belief in him? and his ability to execute in those areas. Because for two weeks in a row, although against Atlanta, it was a great game plan, for two weeks in a row, you are not ever inside the numbers. And I know the personnel, their strengths Mm. are on the boundary, screens behind the line of scrimmage, but you have to at some point be relevant in there. Even if it's with the tight ends and not the receivers, you have to be able to consistently throw the football there or you're one-dimensional in that area too. Yeah, I, I agree, and I thought before the game, and I, I said to you that I didn't like the matchup in the middle of the field with the tight ends because I know that they were going to be uh, the guys that were targeted. And I did think at times he had good throws where he was scanning multiple progressions and he did work his way back over to the middle. And you just have to see more of that. Like We're, we're still six games into this evaluation process and only right. two in the Nick Sariani era, which is a completely different evaluation than the four prior. So how do you build off this? That's what we need to see. Like, is it something that within six to seven games we still see as an issue? And then we could say, okay, yeah, that might right. be because they don't have the confidence, but For right sure. now you're still trying to feel them out. You're still trying I to agree. feel out all of these players. You know what I mean? Yes. How, how much can we push that downfield throwing ability? And I think you saw that today that, you have to have a mix. Like you're not going to be able to be a team that takes multiple shots back to back. You're going to have to be a team that takes a shot. And then the very next play has a quick one yard slant route where you can get a guy out into the middle of the field with Quez Watkins or Jalen Rager, which Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think they did enough of that. And I think it was because San Francisco stopped them a few times, but they got away from their bread and butter. Like it worked well last week. Like, Let's continue to try and do those things that do work well while evolving our game plan to see where our quarterback can go. But you can't get away from your base and expect to do all of these things that aren't really in your wheelhouse to overcome a San Francisco team that is just going to play straight at your football. They're going to play good, sound, fundamental football. So do what you're good at. Don't push your team into a, an unnecessary boundary when you don't really have to. It's a one-score game. It's not like it got out of hand quickly. Like You right. still could have just 
had a good Philadelphia Eagles drive. Yeah, they were which going we for the jugular way too way early. Too early and way too early. Way too, too many. Yeah, so totally yeah. agree, Lou. I totally agree that, that that was the sentiment. Now let's bring it back to the middle. Like week three, like that should be where you really find your footing. You come out, you deliver your jab, you find when that haymaker should come in, and you really have to put your foot on the gas and know when to coast sometimes. Like I think they – they were just all gas, no brakes today. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I they re- they have to figure it out and and quickly. And at the end of the day, Lou, I think but, but, uh, through two games, they are in a better position than I expected them to be on yes. both sides of the ball. And I no, think that's I a fair evaluation of the team. I agree. And I want to get into the defense coming up next because I thought it was a mixed bag, but overall some interesting takeaways on that side as well. This is the post-game show on Locked On Eagles. The Eagles fall to 1-1 one and one on the year with a 17-11 to 11 loss at Lincoln Financial Field to the San Francisco 49ers. Eagles fans, of course, this is Louis DiBiase. I want to talk to you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for the NFL or baseball if you are an MLB viewer as well and get a bonus $0.25 cent per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use either the promo code TOUCHDOWN or BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents on the gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands as well. Again, just download the free app, get upside, and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN or BASEBALL. The Eagles fall week two, 17-11 to the San Francisco 49ers in the Eagles' home opener. Uh, Gino, we dove deep into the offense in segment one, and I think the theme is kind of the same with the defense, blown opportunities, right? I just Mm -hmm. think some sloppy plays and key moments. The biggest issue I had, the biggest frustration I had, and I know this is going to be the base, this is going to be the foundation of this defense, is zone coverage, right? Cover Mm -hmm. two, soft, off the ball, keep things in front of you, bend, don't break. I thought for two weeks in a row, they did just that. I mean, they only allowed this team to score 17 points, and they have, to me, one of the best offensive minds in football in Kyle Shanahan. You have Debo Samuel coming off a massive game. You have Brandon Ayuk when you decide to play him. You have George Kittle. But I thought they were giving the Niners too much underneath. I thought it was, Mm -hmm. again, tunnel vision like the deep throw attempts. I thought they were allowing way too many you know, six yards, six yards, seven yards, eight yards, and they were swarming to the ball and mm-hmm. getting off the field a lot. But, Gino, when even if you bend and you don't break, but when you're not getting a three and out, like just three plays and you're done when you're allowing multiple first downs and they keep getting to like your 40, sure, you're getting off the field, but your defense is going to wear down because mm-hmm. the snap count is just going to raise higher and higher, and that wears your team out. Yeah, so it's like literally you take the analogy of bend, don't break, like take a yeah. rubber band. Like if you pull a rubber back, rubber right. band back so many times, it's eventually going to snap. And that's right. what happens when you do this. And at times when you don't play man in a situation when you needed to play man, which I yes. believe that they had to do towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And Steven Nelson, I thought it had a, a rough game on the outside. Like there were times that touchdown that that was his responsibility um, mm-hmm. on the outside receiver. Use the outside corner and really let that go. And if you're going to do that, 
it really comes down to what you have at personnel. And I don't think you're in a situation where you have to rely all the time on zone because you right. have Darius Slay on the outside where you yes. can win man. Even Great if point. you're running man with him and then zone with everybody else, that's understandable. But it they didn't did even that, seem actually like, in 2011 when they had Asante, yeah. Namdi, and DRC, they ran that kind of hybrid. And I, I don't think Gannon had his best game in, in in terms of that. And I thought there I was agree. times that they could have brought pressure on a Jimmy Garoppolo that was hectic on some of his passes, like get, get after your quarterback. And I, I got to say, like in situations like that, Jim Schwartz would continue to blitz. Like he, he is yeah. hard-headed and would do things like that. Right. And Jonathan Gannon will figure it out when it comes to that little happy medium. But that's what we're talking about. Like, don't just go to the extremes. Like the Eagles' I think that's offense. Today's show is just finding yeah. a middle, right? Yeah, find the middle ground for sure. And the Eagles' offense, I think, went too far out of their comfort zone. I don't think the Eagles' defense went outside of their comfort zone at all. It's a great and, way to put it. I totally agree. And you have to kind of do that. And especially, I think it really does come down to like the linebackers' ability to cover, which is still going to be a problem for Eric Wilson is not panning out so far. And I think we had the highest hopes for him of all the free agent signings. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter with like four followers and no tweets besides retweets that are only of Eric Wilson decided to reach out to me on Twitter and say, <laughs> So, you Eric uh, Wilson burner account? I, there might be one, but. When I said he doesn't know how to fill a gap and doesn't know how to cover, he tried to say that he was one of the better cover linebackers in the NFL, which is outright false. And he is the one guy on the inside, Lou, that it just seems that Singleton's making his tackles. We have to bring in TJ Edwards, who can't cover. Then that puts him in a precarious position with the tight ends that they have. And that's really something they have to figure out. And that has uh, been an issue because they've yeah. had to put Edwards in when they on base packages because mm-hmm. they don't trust Eric Wilson against the run. And then when you open up play action like San Frando's all the time, that's a huge liability. Yeah, and you know what will be huge next week, Lou, or whenever he comes back is when Rodney McLeod is back. And I yes. believe that that will allow them to do more of those man coverage assignments Three because sets yeah, for sure. using more defensive backs because they've been very linebacker heavy the last mm-hmm. few weeks. And at the same time, we wanted to be able to evaluate this team moving forward for the future. I think we still see that there are two very big holes at safety and linebacker. And that's a win in my book, knowing where you have holes is a very big thing to know moving forward in the NFL, especially when you knew that this wasn't the year. And that's what we have to remember. Like we're answers. Yeah. It's finding answers. And we were in a game today where I think we found a lot of answers by not answering a lot of those questions. Like by doing Mm -hmm. things wrong, you learn, you're learning a lot of lessons. Nick Sirianni even said it in his press conference just a couple minutes ago. He said, I put this team in a bad position and didn't make good plays, play calls in the red zone. Hey, that's huge. Having your coach admit that and understand that. Self-awareness is key. (laughs) Yeah, self-awareness is key. And at the end of the day, Lou, before this game even started, when we were looking at it on paper two, three months ago, even when the schedule came out, I think we were all putting an L next to it. Yeah, it was an L, but I think there's a lot of things that you could take away from this game that are good, that you know who you are now, and that's what you're finding out. Who is your identity? What can you do well? What can you do bad? I'm not going to look at it as a complete loss. They didn't get blown out like Miami did to Buffalo today, 35 nothing. It was 17-11, and they had chances to go up and be in the lead in this time. Right, exactly. Jalen Hurton throw four picks that were nuts like Zach Wilson yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. Joe Burrow, three straight yeah. picks on three 
consecutive plays. Yeah. Jalen Hurts still hasn't turned the ball over, Lou. That's a well, that's big a good win a positive, Gino, yeah. that I wrote down um, earlier in the game is that this team on both sides of the ball, they don't – there's not a lot of negative plays. There's Outside not of a Jared lot of Barnett today, big – yeah. Well, yeah. There's not <laughs> a lot of giant explosive plays on this defense. And mm. the offense, I only saw one time, even though they only put up 11 points, there was only like one time where they were behind the line of scrimmage when it comes to a run or mm-hmm. a reception. And so that is one good thing is so far – Outside of some dumb penalties, when it comes to like turnovers, they've been pretty mistake-free. And on defense, they're not letting anything over the top. So that is, I mean, again, there were positives in this game. And like you said, this year is about finding answers. And there are moral victories and losses. There wasn't in 2017 to 2020. But you, this year is right. it's different. It certainly is different. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to get into. Going back to the defense again, another issue, Gino, I had. I mean, you paid Josh Sweat all this money this weekend. And he shows all this progress against the run week one against Atlanta. You see in the first half, he's dominating McGlinchey anytime he's out there. Like mm-hmm. He was late on a snap and still ripped through McGlinchey and got to Garoppolo and forced a three and out. And yet I'm still seeing Derek Barnett out there way more than him and Ryan Kerrigan even at times as well. And then like even when Derek Barnett has that terrible cheap shot penalty at the end of the game, he doesn't even get pulled to the sidelines. I just I don't get the hesitation with Josh mm-hmm. Sweat. He's healthy now. That knee, I think, is in the past. If you paid him, that means you're focusing on him being a key part of this team. Mm-hmm. So play him like that. Don't play yeah. him like a Deshaun Jackson that's got to be on a snap count. Yeah, I'm totally there with you, Lou. And I think it gets back to just finding out like what your middle is. Like, hey, now we know we can play Josh Sweatmore snaps. And you learn it the hard way. Like, you learn by getting punched in the face. Like, you didn't get knocked out completely. Like, you, you, you got knocked down, knocked back for a second, got a little woozy. And that's where I think this team is. Like, right now they're a team that won a game against Atlanta where they absolutely dominated. And then they had an up-and-down game against a very good opponent. So uh, they're right where we thought they were. They're a team that's going to be probably towards the middle or the bottom third of the pack, and they're just going to have to learn to fight through those adversities. But now when they come early in a season, Lou, I think that's where you can build off of it. Like if they were to go four or five games and they're just still like doing well and like coasting through, and then they go through a stretch like you did in 2016 where you lose like nine out of ten games – I'm the I'm here for getting better each week. Like I I don't want to just see like you don't want to peak uh, too early. Yeah, I don't want to peak. I don't want to have a valley. Like I just want to see it get close to that middle as possible. And even though there were downright brutal points of this game where you take stupid penalties, you should have had a turnover and you don't towards the end of the game. Jalen Rager steps out of bounds there. Like those things do hurt. But those are very fixable mistakes. Like the th- Nick Sirianni says it in his, when he talks. Get better at the things that require no skill. There were a lot of things that didn't require any skill today. I I don't think they got bullied on the offensive line or defensive line. They just got outmatched like maybe 60 to 40, 51, 49 type of thing. And there were not at any times where I looked at this team and said they are what people think as the worst team in the league. Like they showed flashes on both mm-hmm. sides. Now let's continue to get better. But if you continue to see them regress, that's when the question marks kick in. But right now, I think the first two weeks of the season, you have learned a lot from a very young football team that can help this team in the long run. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I thought looking at a, the, an opponent that's I think is a good team and you see the way the Eagles dominate them in the first half, 
I mean, they're not far off. Like they're right. close to being a really good team. Uh, Gino, I think, I think another part of this too, to go to the injuries, I feel like a lot of the momentum died when you lost Brandon Graham and when you lost Brandon Brooks, like Brandon Graham is the lifeblood of this team. And you could see the frustration in Fletcher Cox's face too. And it, it, Derek Gunn said that he's hearing it's an Achilles injury and we all know how close Gunn is with BG. So that doesn't sound good. And then Brandon Graham, a pec injury. Normally if you hear there's like a chest injury and somebody's out, that always to me screams pack and that is concerning too. And I just feel like the momentum kind of died. I mean, I thought Landon Dickerson held his own at right guard today for a dude coming off some serious injuries in his own right. His first NFL game against a great defensive line. Dickerson was good. I just feel like that was also part of that deflation at the end of the first half. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Lou. And that's the context you have to put inside a game like this is like, that is a big changing moment that can, change the entire tide of a game losing your starting right guard a perennial all pro bowler every single year and same with uh, Brandon Graham on the other side of the ball that hurts and against a team that the Niners under Kyle Shanahan went through that devastating loss in the Super Bowl they learned so much in that moment in time that this young Eagles team over 50% of this team has never gone through something like that, you know, and in the long run, it's those veteran type of experiences that are going to come out on top. And why I said that they will be in one score games, but they might lose more of them this year than they win is for this exact thing right here. Like they didn't respond as well to Brandon Graham going down that a veteran team might've had, you know, like they didn't respond to it as somebody should. And it is a deflating type of loss, but at the same time, time the Eagles can learn how to respond from that somebody goes down the next time okay how are we going to do this differently and they're going to take a long hard look at themselves and I know that Nick Sirianni is going to say to this team that we got to clean up the little things he took accountability for himself now it's time for the guys in the locker room to take accountability the guys to clean up their stupid little penalties the guys that are missing those just interceptions go hit the oh, I know that for too. another five minutes you yeah. know what I mean like it is going to come down to that like work releases work holding the red line for a guy like Jalen Rager like now you can continue to learn see the guys that are going to respond see the guys who won't respond the guys who won't respond okay we have other plans elsewhere we're going to try and move on after this year that's what this year is all about yeah two dropped interceptions today again that's three in the first two weeks turnover is not being a part of the defense continues mm. to hurt this team for sure, as it has in years past. Yes, sir. So, yeah, there's a lot to get into, and uh, Gina will wrap up this edition of the postgame show. Coming up next, the Eagles fall 17-11. to They drop to 1-1 one one on the year after this loss to San Francisco. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? And it might have today. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. 
So as we know on Eagles game day, I really have anxiety before the games, as all of us fans do. So I can only have yes, sir. I can only have a little bite to eat. Can't have a whole breakfast like I did yesterday tailgating at the Colorado Minnesota game. But today I had a delicious built bar, and they sent us some chocolate cookie dough chunk which should be out for limited time very very soon but at the same time you could go to builtbar.com and get any of their delicious nine flavors which they always have if you haven't tried them at all get the box that gives you nine of the flavors and gives you two of each so you could try out and figure out what you want for me it's mint brownie it's always peanut butter brownie for our friend right. lou who still has the palate of a three-year-old that's correct but that's all right it, <laughs> To each their own, and Built Bars are also delicious, and they're healthy, too, with up to 18 grams of carbs, only up to 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of car. excuse me, 18 grams of protein, 5 grams of carbs. Switch that around. That's better when you put it into your macros. It's going to be much better for you when you're feeling full after Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri. This is the Locked On Eagles postgame show. The Eagles fall in their home opener week two, 17-11, to the San Francisco 49ers, 1-1 one one on the year. The 49ers are now 2-0. Gino, I think, yeah, again, the theme of this game was just missed opportunities, finding that middle ground on defense, mm-hmm. playing out of your comfort zone more, the offense playing within it a little bit more, just finding that you know, happy middle. And I think that's a key because you have a tough test next Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, they're going to take advantage a lot more. I thought San Francisco, their offense did nothing extraordinary today. Even when they were moving the ball, they were just taking what the Eagles were giving them underneath Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, they should, they should be starting Trey Lance. I think it's such a waste of time. Uh, Next week you have to take advantage because Dallas has a really, really good offense. Yeah, I totally agree, Lou. I think you're going to get back to a uh, defense that you can take advantage of as well. San Fran, we know, has a, a very elite defensive line. Dallas is going to present you opportunities there. They're going to present you opportunities with their secondary. So how does that offense get back to level? And then for the defense, you know that you've been able to keep things underneath in a bend-don't-break style defense. Can you continue to do that against Dallas while still getting pressure on the football? Because if you allow... Dak Prescott, as much time as Jimmy G had at times today, he's going to eat you alive. So this team needs to figure out a good middle, coaching staff and all. I think there's a lot to take away from this game, both good and bad. And at the end of the day, Lou, you build on each week, and that's how you got to respond. I'm very intrigued. We knew what they had last week. We saw what they did this week. How do you come back from those two type of Mm -hmm. performances? I think week three is really where you start to figure out who teams are in the NFL. Are they going to start to break away towards the upper echelon, kind of even out or kind of be on that bottom tier once that first quarter of the schedule figures itself out? And going against an NFC East opponent, Lou, you draft to beat your division this is the first time you could do that under Nick Sariani. I'm excited totally for agree. next week. And after this week, uh, I need to see something better because that was very disappointing. I'm excited to see this team in a different situation, right? Yeah. Seeing now coming off a loss, can they adjust? Can they realize the self-awareness we talked about in segment two? Can they realize their flaws in this game and where they messed up? And can it not be a repeat thing? Because I feel like over the past mm-hmm. few years, you saw the same issues ail this team over and over again. Let's see if a new regime can change the tide in that area. 
And against a division rival on Monday night, you're going to need to do it against the Dallas Cowboys. Me and Gino, we've got you covered all week long talking about this loss to San Francisco and moving forward to the next Monday night matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles wherever you get your podcast. We have four more shows this week, and we have exclusive videos on YouTube. Subscribe to our Lockdown Eagles YouTube channel, and we're always talking birds on Twitter. Get your questions in, get your takes in at Lockdown Birds at GC24 underscore football and at DBLCLOE. This has been the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. Once again, final score 17 to 11. The Eagles fall to the San Francisco 49ers. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.